I'm Sonny Dolphiet, host of the afternoon show heard on Family Life stations in New York and PA. In this podcast, you're going to hear people who have gone through the toughest of times, but God pulled them out of that darkness and in to the sunny side. Chris Fallon, what do you sure. do? What, what's the name of the business? What do you guys do? You're one of our underwriters. So I'm the managing member of PA Church Insurers, uh, which is an agency that is um, ministering to churches. Uh, our goal is to advance the kingdom by serving the church uh, through means of protecting the church and other ministries and just really enjoy doing that. Who, who is Chris Felling? Where did you grow up? I grew up in central Pennsylvania, in mm-hmm. Northumberland County, central Pennsylvania. Did you come to know the Lord before meeting your wife and, and, and having a family, or was it after? Uh, it, was, it was after. I was raised in, in a mainline denominational church, uh, it was a Catholic church, and, and uh, I realized that, that uh, I had a lot of questions and so forth uh, growing up as a young man, and, and uh, met my, my girlfriend at the time, uh, who later became my wife, Linda, when I was in high school. Uh, we were high school sweethearts and, and uh, realized that, that she had uh, something that I wanted. Uh, she, you know, she had um, uh, a great knowledge of the Bible, but more importantly than that, she had a faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and um, over the course of um, probably about two, three years uh, that we dated, actually attending church with her in the evening because I needed to attend church with my parents in the morning because I was obviously still living at home. Hmm. Um, it was actually an Easter sunrise service that that uh, I had dropped Linda off at her her house and was leaving to go home so I could go to church with my parents. And, and uh, uh, all of a sudden, a light bulb went off as I was backing out of her driveway uh, after I dropped her off and uh, accepted the Lord as my Savior and and my uh, wife's driveway, my girlfriend's driveway at the time, many, many years ago. And so, wow. uh, so that's, that's how I came to know the Lord. And uh, I realized, you know, my wife Linda knew so much more about the scriptures and, and it really seemed to impact her life. And I wanted that. So you, you were attracted to that and you're sitting there and you say a light bulb goes off, but you, I mean, you actually sat in the driveway and accepted Jesus as your savior right there. I did. I, I had, uh, heard the message at the Easter sunrise service, and um, after the service, you know, we drove a couple miles, five miles back to Linda's house, where her, she and her parents lived, and dropped her off. I needed to leave to get going to to get home, which was another ten miles for me to get home to go to church with my parents. And I had actually started to back the car down the driveway. I stopped in the middle of the driveway and, Hmm. you know, realized what what God had really done. It it really sunk in at that point and and accepted the Lord as my Savior. I think that's such an important uh, message to share too, Chris, that the way your girlfriend was living and in loving Jesus attracted you so much that you gave him your heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. So soon she was no longer your girlfriend. What happened? So uh, Linda, Linda finished uh, high school. We were, again, we were in the same class. She finished high school. I finished high school. Uh, she went on to a three-year RN nursing program uh, in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. So she commuted back and forth on the weekends, uh, uh, stayed there during the week. I went to Bloomsburg uh, 
University for a year of general studies. Then after that, went to Geisinger Medical Center to um, go through their the radiology program there and became a technician. And uh, we both finished school about the same time and uh, got married uh, the, the fall of the year that we both finished school. All right. And then a family follows or? <clears throat> yeah. So uh, got married and, and uh, about two years later started having uh, kids. Uh, first child was, was born two years later, uh, our daughter, and uh, uh, then we waited on the Lord for about nine years until our son came, uh, went through uh, a lot of testing, wanted to have uh, another child, and it wasn't God's timing. And so it was a, a, a case where uh, we did all the medical things that they suggested that you do, and, and we got to a place where um, we said, you know, this isn't working and 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 so forth. And, and um, you know, we said, well, you know, should, should we make it that? Uh, we don't have kids anymore, you know, even if, you know, it would happen, you know, because we were getting a little older, we weren't that old. And my wife said, now, you know, let's let's just wait a little bit longer. And we didn't do anything but wait on God. And, and our son was born then um, with, you know, within about nine months. So uh, so that's how we ended up with two kids. They're they're nine, nine years apart. And and uh, Anyway, two two great kids that we're blessed with. Amen. And you lived happily ever after, or what else happened in Chris's life? Well, uh, the one thing that that actually was not normal after we got married and had the the typical boy girl two children family is that my wife experienced migraine headaches uh, very severely for probably um, somewhere around thirty years, and so. Uh, there was a lot of different treatments and a lot of, you know, a lot of suffering that occurred with that over a period of many years. It was a, a situation that, that, you know, really challenged us uh, from the standpoint of, you know, trying to figure out what God was doing. So Linda struggling with migraines for 30 years. I know that when the typical person struggles for a week, you've had enough. How, how did the Lord help her through those 30 years? And you too. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, one of the struggles with something like that is is that you uh, try to find a specialist and try to find a specialist that can help you. And that and that's true with you know a lot of different uh, physical. Uh, problems and, and uh, medical professions. And so um, I remember one day after uh, Linda had seen a particular neurologist, uh, we were heading up to see the doctor and, and I had been praying about it. And I said to my wife on the way up, I was taking her to the appointment. And I said, you know, I said, this doctor really isn't helping you. And, and you know, she had just gone through an awful lot with a lot of different doctors. And, and I said, when we get there, I'm going to ask him if he could recommend us to somebody else who, who really specializes in what your problem is. And um, so we got up to the doctor's office in Williamsport, and we were sitting there waiting for the doctor to come in. And this, this uh, guy was a sharp doctor. He was a good doctor. Um, uh, I, I kind of joked that, that uh, he was probably that smart that his wife probably had to dress him in the morning because, you know, he was, you know, he was 
you know, very much into what he did and mm. so forth. But, you know, just, you know, was one of those kind of genius type persons that, that you know, had no bedside manner. He wasn't rude. He was just, you know, just, you know, that <laughs> was just his personality. So. <laughs> Understood. Yes. Any, anyway, we were sitting there in the, in the, uh, in the exam room and he came barging in, didn't even say hi to us. And he sat down and he said, he had Linda's chart with him. And he said to us, he said, I'm not helping you. And he said, I'd like to know, he says, I'd like to send you to the Diamond Headache Clinic in Chicago. Are you willing to go? And I looked at Linda and I said, Doc, I said, on the way up here, I said to my wife that we knew that you were struggling trying to help her. And we were going to ask you where Linda should go if you knew of some place that she could go. And I said, yes, we're, we're willing to, to go to Chicago. Um, Diamond Headache Clinic, at least at the time, was one of the premier places in the country for migraine headache. And uh, as a matter of fact, the doctor that, that started the Diamond Headache Clinic, Seymour uh, Diamond, um, was on the cover of Time Magazine uh, with the title of Dr. Headache. And Actually, when I had taken Linda out for her first appointment out there, she and I had to leave her there for about 11 days while they did a lot of different treatments and, and different uh, different things. Uh, she called me after I got back and she said, you know, make sure you turn on Larry King live tonight. This was when he was not an infomercial guy, but he was interviewing people. And and uh, his guest that night was Dr. Dr. Diamond. Mm. And so that's the, the caliber of the guy that... that uh, the guy, the doctor in Williamsport sent us to, and God had that all worked out way ahead of us. And so uh, Linda at that time went from uh, very seriously considering uh, giving up her career in nursing because she would have to call off of work so many times with migraine headache that um, she actually went into a whole new field of nursing, which was oncology nursing. And it was uh, something that she absolutely loved, and she did that, you know, for the rest of uh, her working career. And so um, there was there was there was another hiccup that occurred after that. That that again, the, the testimony that that, um, and I gladly share it to you live, but you can listen to if you want to. Um, uh, kind of spells out all the all the things that happened and how God led us through, you know, those those paths, but. Uh, I guess the kind of the takeaway from from the, the visit was, you know, it, it kind of gave her, her life back uh, to a great degree for quite a long time. Mm. Amen. So she then is healed or what ha- happens she, next with Linda? So so for probably about uh, the next uh, eight or so years, uh, she she did quite well. She she enjoyed uh, oncology nursing. She you know, she um you know, was uh, able to function for the most part pretty well as a, you know, as a wife, mother and and enjoy life for the most part. And, uh, but then there was a a side effect that she had going off of a medicine, a migraine medicine, uh, which caused uh, a total body restlessness called tardive akathisia. And so anyway, um, it happened after she came back from, from Chicago, she would go out there probably two times a year for visits with the doctor to, you know, to, to be checked and, and so forth. And this happened after she had gone off of a medicine and when she got back and, 
So we went through a whole long process uh, for about a year and a half trying to find uh, the right doctor and so forth and um, uh, tried to take her to Johns Hopkins and uh, actually filled out a 35-page application to see if I could get her to be seen by them and realized when we were doing that application, and Linda was really in a poor state of health at that time, this, this total body restlessness, um, Linda said was far worse than the migraine headaches were. And so, you know, it was a, a pretty serious situation. And anyway, when we were doing this application for John Hopkins, we realized that she had probably been on um, 35 different medications over the years for migraine headache. And so uh, John Hopkins actually turned her down, uh, said that they weren't sure that they could help her so they wouldn't see her. So then uh, uh God led us to a, a doctor at, at Geisinger in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, and uh, he actually was a, a motion disorder specialist, and uh, or actually, I'm sorry, he was a migraine doctor, but he sent us to a migraine or a motion disorder specialist at, at uh, another Geisinger facility. And so, what was really interesting about that was that. Um, there was a medication that they used. It was an off-label medication that they used for this uh, restlessness condition. And uh, they wanted to get that under control first before they tried to treat her migraines. Well, here, that medication actually worked extremely well for her migraine headaches also, hmm. uh, to, to the point that the migraine doctor was interested in researching that more uh, to find out if that's something that they could use in the future for migraine headache. And so Linda went from taking prophylactic drugs for migraines uh, for probably, you know, the last 30-some years of her life to where she was not needing to take anything for a migraine headache at all. And, and every once in a while, she'd have to take an Excedrin migraine, uh, which used to be like candy for her when, you know, she, you know it have, would have the effect of candy if she took that for a headache in the past. And so it really corrected her headaches uh, for probably somewhere between two and three years. So things were good, then things turned bad. Yeah, so then, so then, uh, so then, uh, uh, would have been November of 2017. <clears throat> uh, she was having, uh, you know, a lot of uh, pain and, and difficulty, and, and uh, which resulted in me taking her uh, to an ER uh, at Geisinger, and they did a CAT scan, and they determined that she had uh, a pancreatic tumor, which was determined to be pancreatic cancer, um, and so. <clears throat> And we knew what the we knew what the uh, the result of that would be because uh, pancreatic cancer is probably the third leading cause of cancer deaths in the U.S. Although it's one of the more rare cancers that occur, and um, the statistic I think is pretty correct is is five percent of individuals that have that don't don't make it five or don't make it uh, don't make it past five years, and so <clears throat> anyway. Um, and actually, my father had passed away from that type of cancer previously, and and Linda was an oncology nurse, and and uh, so you know she she knew 
you know, what the situation that we were facing was, was going to be like. And so, um, again, God's providence about, uh, eight years before that, she had come home from her nursing job as an oncology nurse from the, from the clinic that she worked at. And she said to me in a random way, there was one particular doctor in this group of doctors that she really, uh, had a lot of, uh, confidence in and, and really admired the way he, he treated patients. And his name was Dr. Patel. And she said to me, just on a, in a random way when she got home, she said, you know, if I ever need chemotherapy, she said, Dr. Patel's the doctor I'd want to have do my chemotherapy. And, mm. and I said, okay. And I went back to what I was doing and she went back to what she was doing. And, and so, uh, eight years after that, uh, she, uh, um, was starting to have a little bit more migraine problems. Uh, again, you know, I think whatever they had given her earlier had started to kind of wear off and she was starting to have some more migraine problems. And anyway, uh, she had to stop working at that point because they felt that the, you know, the stress of her work was maybe causing, you know, causing or contributing to migraines. And so she decided not to continue the, the oncology work, but Anyway, when she got the diagnosis of the cancer, uh, I called uh, Dr. Patel, and uh, and we knew each other because he had he had uh, been a, a client of mine, and and uh, and he said, "What's up, Chris?" And I said, "Well, I said Linda told me this eight years ago that if she ever needed chemotherapy, that she'd want you to be the doctor to do her chemotherapy." And I told him what was going on, and he said, "Chris," he said, "You tell Linda that that." we will take care of everything for her. And he, he said, we will make this better for both of you. And, you know, God had lined all of that up. You know, he, he could not have been better. Uh, the staff could not have been better. And many of the, the, the ladies, the, the other nurses that gave her treatments were ladies that she would typically work with. And so, you know, she was, she felt even though she hadn't worked there for two years, Prior to that, she felt like right at home when she was going in for three hours of treatment, you know, twice a week and, and so forth. And so it just created a, a really comfortable situation for her in a really, you know, tragic time. And so uh, over the course of um, three treatments that she tried for initial chemotherapy after um, uh, a five and a half hour surgery to uh try to take out, you know, the cancer and reconnect things and so forth. Um, uh, three treatments of chemo, she uh, ended up, uh, none of those worked. And the doctor tried a fourth chemo treatment and uh, that one worked. And he said, look, he said, there's nothing visible there, but we know the cancer's still there microscopically. He said, we're going to put you on what we call a chemo holiday. And he said, you know, for the next six months, he says, we're, we're going to just, you know, uh, well, he says, we'll do some, we'll do some just, uh, real small tests. But he said, you know, uh, he said, I want you to just go do whatever you want to do. He says, just enjoy life. He says, take it off of your radar. He says, every time you come into the hospital or into my doctor's office, he said, even if it's to get your blood work done, he says, that's, that's a side effect. He says, because he says it brings it to your mind. And, he said, you know, he says, just, just go enjoy yourself. So actually what we did then was we, um, we took our kids, uh, down to Hilton head for a week. And then, uh, we have a property in Virginia and we took, uh, some friends from our church, uh, 
to Virginia, and then Linda and I had never been to the Grand Canyon, so we flew out to uh, 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 Las Vegas to stay and as a, a stopping point, and then we drove all the way around the Grand Canyon, just had a, a terrific time. And unfortunately, you know, in January of, of uh, 2019, the cancer had come back, and uh, so they tried the chemo treatment that worked prior, and that no longer worked. Um, and so they tried one or two other ones, and, and so uh, they didn't work either, and, and they were just really damaging to her health, and, and, you know, it was really difficult for her. And she said, you know, I don't want to continue it anymore. Uh, the only thing that she was really kind of holding on for at that point was our, our youngest son was getting married that uh, July of, of that year, and she she really wanted to be at that wedding. So anyway, so uh, that that's what she, we were praying for and so forth. And and so through that whole time, uh, you know, she was just really deteriorating right up until July. And, and actually, uh, we had been praying and, and uh, just asking God to, to give her, you know, uh, that day that she could be at the wedding and so forth. And, and, um, so anyway, she was, she was just really in rough shape. And, uh, what happened was, uh, uh, three days, uh, three days, the day before the day after, or the day of, and the day after the wedding, uh, she was, she was great. She, I actually, I actually had a wheelchair in the back of my vehicle that I had borrowed from somebody because I wasn't even sure that she could even walk in under her own power to, to go into the, uh, the wedding and she actually was able to dance at the wedding with my son which mm. was just awesome you know and that was just the power of prayer because i sat there and watched that and took a picture of that and was texting that to friends that i knew were praying that you know had prayed specifically for that and and you know god saw fit to allow that to happen so uh then not long after that you know her health really started to really deteriorate Chris, during the time when your wife's cancer struggle was getting worse, you shared that God ministered to you and your wife through family life. Please tell me about that. You know, my wife wasn't what I would call in worship a, a real charismatic worshiper. You know, she, she loved to sing, but she wasn't one to raise her hands in, in worship and so forth. And, and, you know, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. But um, when she was, you know, really probably about two weeks out from passing away we had her in a hospital bed in the family room of our home and for probably the month before she passed away i had uh, um, one of those alexa echoes kind of behind her hospital bed and um uh, would play you know christian music uh pretty much you know all all day long i'd turn it off at night late at night uh, but uh, most of the time I had Family Life Network on, and so uh, it would be playing and, and so forth. And, and um, my father-in-law and, and his wife were, had made dinner, and we were in the next room, and I had closed the French doors that go into our dining room, but I had a baby monitor on my wife so that I could see if she needed anything, and I had the, the, the other part of that at, at, my, uh, at my place setting at the table. And so I, it, I, some movement caught my attention, and so 
I walked over to the door and looked in the door to see if she was okay. And I saw her in there just kind of waving her hands back and forth, you know, her fingers and her hands back and forth and kind of staring into the distance. So I stepped into the room and the song that was playing was um, the song by Casting Crowns and Matthew West, uh, Nobody But Jesus. Mm -hmm. And this, this will be a little hard. She was she was sitting or, you know, kind of sitting, laying in the bed and the song was playing and it was, it was fairly dark in the room and she was, she was looking out, you know, straight ahead of her. She was smiling. She was, had her arms lifted and her, her arms were moving back and forth. And I stepped in the room and even though she kind of looked at one point, she looked over right at me. I know she would, she didn't see me. I mean, she just, she was just, absolutely worshiping and when the song was over she 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 held her hands up and opened her palms and and that wasn't linda's normal way of worship and and i was just i was just blown away by that and i was just so thankful that she was able to listen to christian radio that would just bring her in the presence of god at a moment like that and so you know, between that for her and uh, just in those difficult times that, you know, we went through that, um, just the the constant encouragement from not only the staff, you know, the 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 the, the folks like yourself who who carry carry the message in between the songs uh, to encourage and and um uplift people but the songs and the lyrics of the songs uh just just help you focus on god and there's a lot of truth and a lot of promise and um just a lot of encouragement in christian radio and so uh i just really thank family life network for that mm. to god be all the glory brother and during yeah. those darkest moments there um as linda uh seemed to have a moment with, with Jesus, that she was mm -hmm. in the presence of Jesus. And how, how much longer was she with you here? After that, she was probably with us about a week at the most uh, after that. And so, uh, you know, she was, she was very close to passing away. And, and uh, uh, yeah, she was, uh, but that was, it was very close to when she was really kind of coherent yet you know so within within a few days she was most of the time she wasn't very coherent so and where were you walking with jesus at this time i mean i, I can only imagine uh the heartbreak is this is your best friend this is your wife of how many years at the time 39 years 39 years we're years. married yeah. so she yeah. she is you and you are her and right you're about right. to lose her how's your right. relationship with jesus at that time First of all, you know, I would not have been able to get through it without a relationship with Christ. Uh, certainly not in the way that that I was able to, and and it was it was because of my relationship with Christ. Um, you know, I, I when when Linda was going through you know the earlier migraine, you know, uh, concerns that she had with the side effect, uh, a good friend of mine from one of the um, insurance companies that I, that I represent that, that, uh, uh, we write, uh, ministry insurance, uh, 
with she had she had emailed me and she said you know what what's God taught you through all of this you know that you were going through that I was going through at that time and you know I kind of caught me off guard a little bit and I'm thinking yeah I, I guess God should be teaching me something through this or is teaching me something through this and and I realized that that you know uh, in life you know we're either always somewhere in between going into a storm in the middle of a storm coming out of a storm or you know at some point in time we're going to go into some storm in life and that sounds pretty negative and I'm not I'm I'm a very glass half full type person but you know uh things do happen and and so forth but you know I said to her I said you know if if you if you look uh, there's always there's always goodness in the day, and there's always something when you look back on the day before that you see God's hand at work. You know, uh, you might have to look some days a little harder than other days for it, but you'll see. You know, uh, maybe it's a you know an email from a friend like that that friend that sent me that email. Uh, I, and I said to her, I said, you know, maybe it's encouragement through, you know, a song on the radio. Um, Christian song on the radio, um, but you'll see God working in the day, no matter how difficult the day is. Uh, if you look back on the day before, you'll see that God was with you. So God is with you, whether your life is good, you're going into a storm, you're in the middle of the storm, you're coming out of the storm, and you know God is good through that whole time. And and so, um, you know, I. I after Linda passed away in on November first, twenty nineteen, I, I listened to Christian radio just about nonstop. When when I was awake, it was on, and and I actually when I would leave the house, I would have it on in the house so that it was on when I came in the house too, and uh, and you know so so that that was it just has meant so much to me, you know, uh, and it's just such a powerful thing. So God brought you to the sunny side through the music you hear on Family Life and Christian stations like you hear here. To God be the glory. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Does does the assurance of knowing that you're going to see Linda again in our forever home does that one of the reasons that allow you to smile because that's how it is for my mom you know i'm struggling after losing my mother and uh, mm-hmm. having regrets there that we always didn't see eye to eye we'd butt heads yeah you know, some some sure, sure. kids and mom sure. parents do but um i'm just so where my heartbreak was it it i think it, it helped me to realize that the promise of heaven is real and she used to always say in the nursing home, it's my baby, you know, 500 times. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. It's my baby. Uh-huh. Have you met my son? Yes, mom, they've met me 500 times before. But I look forward to her saying that in heaven. And I just, uh-huh. I'm sure you have that same assurance with Linda. Absolutely. Um, you know, there, there, there are most days, I would say, I thank God that, that, um, most every day I, I would thank God that Linda is with her. But I mean, uh, almost every day in, in my devotional time, I thank God that that, you know, she is where she was created to be. You know, she was created to be with God, you know, and, and 
So whether it's your mother or or uh, whether it was Linda, my wife, you know, people people, uh, you know, we we think that you know, well, she was your mother, or I would think that Linda was my wife, you know, like my wife, but actually she was on loan to me from God, you know, and she was always God's. And so, um, you know, and she is where she was designed and and created to be. And, you know, she's no longer in pain. Uh, She's enjoying, you know, she's enjoying eternity. And I know I'll see her one day. And I, you know, um, you know, I've just been really encouraged um, reading. Uh, Linda had read a number of books on heaven by different authors. Dr. Jeremiah was one of them, and and you know, there's a lot of books out there on heaven. And and uh, because I was taken care of, I didn't have time to be reading books at the time. But uh, I've read a number of them since, and and just what an encouragement that is to me, also to know where she is. Uh, but it's also been an encouragement to me and uh, really having a passion for, uh, you know, leading others to Christ, you know, or to uh, introducing others to Christ. Uh, because, you know, you know, everybody, but especially those that, that, you know, I know and that I care about, you know, I want them to have what I have, yes. just like I wanted to have what Linda had. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so that's, that is so important. But so to answer your question then about, you know, uh, when could I smile again? Well, you know, God actually just recently has, uh, and this, this is like the next part of the story. So God recently, back in early January, I started to actually see a, a Christian lady that God's brought into my life. And and she's somebody that I've actually known for for many years because she was a uh, uh, an insurance client of mine for many years, and and her husband passed away uh, five years ago, actually this month from cancer. So we share that. She and her husband were married for 39 years, as Linda and I were. So uh, we both had uh, long, good marriages, and uh, and I knew I knew her husband. Uh, and uh, and we and this lady and I knew each other because we we would talk about you know the business that we needed to talk about usually once a year, and um, and we talk about each other's families and each other's spouses and so forth. And so, anyway, so we started to date actually back in January, and uh, uh, actually last weekend I asked her to marry me, <laughs> and uh, God has just you know so blessed both of us and. I just, you know, can't tell you how happy I am about that. But, mm. but uh, you know, it's, it's just a case where, you know, uh, I thought, you know, well, God, you did such a good job with finding somebody for me when Linda and I met when we were in high school. This job is too big for you, you know, kind of thing is what I was thinking. I didn't say it, but I was thinking it. Too big for God. And, and, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so, you know, anyway, you know, I had been praying about it for quite a long time. And, and, um, you know, God just, you know, uh, brought this lady's name to my heart and, and I asked her if she'd like to go out for coffee or for dinner and, and, and we started to see each other. And, and so, so while I've known her for 15 years that, you know, the joke is I've known her for 15 hours for 15 years, but, but, you know, uh, you know, we, we've, we have a lot of things in common and, and, uh, 
you know, we, we both have two, two children about the same age, a son and a daughter, and, and we joke that she's got a, an older mom with two bad knees, and I have an older mom with two bad knees that we each help to take care of, too. So, so there's a lot of, lot of things that, that we have in common, some things that are more important than others, obviously. First of all, the fact that we both love the Lord, and secondly, that, that um, you know, uh, we both had long marriages that, that uh uh, you know, ended in situations where we didn't ask for we didn't ask for the circumstance, uh, and we were not looking forward to what was going to happen after they passed yeah. uh, because of the good marriages that we had. But but then you know we've seen God in His faithfulness, and and so um, so we're really excited about that. So. Amen. Congratulations, brother. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Uh, I'd like to so, end this, if you don't mind, with uh, just the sure, word of God sure. from uh, from Numbers, that the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. May what he you. brings together, let no man or woman tear apart. Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It's been a, a pleasure to talk to you this afternoon, even though I did most of the talking. So <laughs> anyway, thank thank you for what you do. I, I really uh, I really appreciate your your uh, your personality on the radio in the afternoon and just what you bring to uh, to the ministry there. Thank you so much for listening to The Sunny Side. Family Life is listener supported and your financial gifts make podcasts like this possible. Find out how you can partner with Family Life on our website. Just visit familylife.org.